0: Today we are going into the heart of God as we discuss Jesus our living hope from 1 Peter chapter 1. My name is Apostle Charles and with Stephanie we invite you to join us on our journey into the heart of God.
1: This is Stephanie and thank you Charles. We thank you for joining us today. About 2 weeks ago before Resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday I started reading in first Peter chapter one, and my heart was touched when I read verse three, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We recently celebrated Easter or Resurrection Sunday. We want to remember the power of Jesus' resurrection every day, not only one day in the year. Every day, he gives us living hope through his resurrection. Looking closer at verse 3, we read that this lively hope is because of God's abundant mercy. Not a little bit of mercy, but much mercy, large mercy, many mercies. That's how the word abundant is defined in that verse. His abundant mercy that gives us this lively hope. I am so grateful that God is merciful. Let me back up here and say this, Charles. Did you know that when Peter wrote this book of 1 Peter, he was writing to believers who were being persecuted? Yes. They were suffering for being believers in Jesus no doubt that suffering included being put to death now in america are we facing that kind of persecution
0: well i believe that uh christians are persecuted in the united states but sometimes what is very ugly about it is that christians persecute
1: each other yeah okay that's uh that's true that's true we do persecute each other but even in the midst of that persecution and suffering, Peter reminded us to not think it strange concerning the fiery trials, which will try us. And that's from first Peter chapter four, verses 12 through 19. But instead, he said, we are to rejoice because we have hope that is a living hope that is alive, not dead. This is because Jesus was raised up by God and Jesus walked out of that tomb alive. That's the kind of hope we have for every situation we face in life. But we have to constantly remember we have this hope, as I said earlier, not just one day of the year, Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, but we have it every day. Jesus lives and he lives in us through the Holy Spirit. Verse 4 in 1 Peter goes on to say that because of Jesus' resurrection to life everlasting, we have an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled. And that means that it can't die. This is reserved in heaven for us an inheritance that is incorruptible. In other words, it cannot decay. Our inheritance cannot die. I know when we are going through hurt, pain and suffering, it is difficult to extract our minds from this earthly realm and focus on the heavenly eternal realm. But the reality for believers is that this life will be over one day. This body is going to die. In fact, some of us are already experiencing these bodies going downhill. So, Charles, can you do some of the same things you did 20 years ago with your body? Well,
0: I thank God I still have a body, but no, I am not able to do some of those things that I did when I was in my 20s. So uh, I believe that God does want me to mature in him spiritually, even though my body is dying daily.
1: But this body is temporary. We have an incorruptible body that will never die waiting for us. Because of Jesus' resurrection and the living hope, we have treasures in heaven that cannot be corrupted. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21, Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust does corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust can corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Our earthly possessions will be no more. The expression is, you can't take it with you. So by obeying God and doing those things that please him, we are storing up heavenly incorruptible treasures. But also what I like about Jesus being my living hope is this, Charles, when he was resurrected, he gave us an inheritance that can never be taken away, not just in the world to come, but in this world even in this life. For example, he gave us joy and he said, no man takes your joy. John 16, 22. He said he came to give us an abundant life. John 10, verse 10, part B. And I think you were the one who pointed out, Charles, that Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life from John 14 and 6. Would you like to now share your perspective on Jesus being our living hope?
0: Thank you, Stephanie, for encouraging us with that presentation. Yes, I would like to give a complimentary perspective related to your own. Yes, Jesus is our living hope with God's abundant mercy. And it is written in the Bible that Jesus proclaimed to be the way, the truth, and the life. Therefore, we can trust that we cannot have eternal life unless we ourselves experience God's inheritance, his incorruptible treasure from his heart, and what Jesus taught his disciples from John 14 and 1. He said for us not to let our hearts be troubled because he goes to prepare a place for us. In other words, We're not to be troubled by our trials, persecutions, no matter where it comes from, whether it's people in church or people out of church. And even if you're persecuted with the threat of death itself, therefore, according to the scripture you refer to, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, we have a living hope in the living, resurrected Jesus. And we also believe that we should not be troubled. Within our hearts, we should not have troubled hearts because even when we experience the threat of death, we have a godly prepared place called resurrection. You know what? Following the celebration of this past resurrection day, I found my joy regenerated. Stephanie, you reminded us that Jesus stated we are not to let any man steal our joy. Sometimes, if we're not careful, we'll let ourselves steal our joy uh we'll forget about what Jesus has taught us and then we begin to lean on trying to keep our personal lives on this earth when the lord is calling us into his abundant life uh the treasure has to be in heaven it cannot be in the earth even our own bodies cannot be so treasured that it is a treasure above the treasures that are in god's heart for us so my soul was restored in, uh, following the resurrection day this year. It was restored. My heart was resurrected with joy the next day. I am already ready to be present my body as a living sacrifice unto God, which is holy and acceptable unto God. It's a reasonable service. If I have to surrender my body, may God be glorified in that. So on Monday morning before noon, my spirit was rejoicing with the expectation of the living hope of Jesus, who is my resurrection. I realized that for the for Jesus to be raised from the dead was his rebirth and his resurrection should be memorialized even more than his Christmas birth. Because by faith in him, I am and will experience his resurrection for me. We cannot relate to Jesus's birth in Bethlehem as much as we can relate to his resurrection. For me, Jesus's resurrection was his rebirth or his example and replica for us to being born again, again. I am presently born again because Jesus was born again or we could say he was resurrected. Jesus was resurrected from his crucifix shed blood death, and resurrected from his burial. Jesus as our high priest who shed his blood as God's resurrected lamb to the world and for the world, created for us to receive his salvation, to be resurrected from all death and all graves and all persecution and all trials and tribulations. This is God's plan for the world, and it is in God's heart should be also in ours. Maybe the whole world needs to be paying more closer attention to the resurrection of our Lord, which was in God's heart. We need to be more intently aware of Jesus's reawakening, his rebirth or his resurrection for us to receive our rebirth and our resurrection into eternal life. This was in the heart of God and therefore should be in our hearts as well. We have never been born as immaculate or born incarnate as Jesus, but we can experience being born again from the dead. And we can experience a salvation, rebirth, resurgence, revival, reawakening and our resurrected eternal life from the wages of sin and death. Our resurrection event was always supremely significant in the heart of God. This event should be the apex of our salvation expectations by having the same heart that God had for Jesus and God has for us. Is this extension of salvation found in our hearts? If so, then we must have our hearts prepared like Jesus. Jesus prepared his heart and he taught his disciples from john's Gospel chapters thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen, and especially prayed for his disciples' heart to be prepared and protected by God in part A of john seventeen twenty four It is stated that Father. I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am. It is a prepared place, a prepared resurrection. The prepared place where Jesus is is found in the heart of God as incorruptible. Therefore, we rejoice to know that no one can steal our joy when God's heart is in our heart with the expectation of being and having the living hope of Jesus. We shall overcome death and be resurrected just like Jesus and spend eternal life with our Heavenly Father because it was always in the heart of God.
1: Thank you, Charles. Would you close us in prayer?
0: Yes, thank you, Stephanie. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for revealing yourself and your word and teaching us the things that we are supposed to have. And that is especially your living hope from your heart, which is an eternal heart, which means that we will have eternal life by the resurrection of Jesus and the resurrection of ourselves. Thank you for how you have given us this word. We're asking you to bless it and let this word that we have both given over this podcast be a blessing to our listeners. We pray in Jesus' name that each and every one of us will continue to grow and develop and learn what it means to uh, be mature in you. Thank you, Father, for the power of your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus, who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can imagine, ask, or think. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Thank you, Charles, and thank you, listeners. Now, let's go to contact information from Charles.
0: If you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, please visit our website, cgmissions.com forward slash podcast, where all episodes are available by category in series format. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time.
1: Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.